Hi everyone, I'm Greg Mutasevich. When I'm not co-hosting Robots from Tomorrow with Mike Romeo for Multiversity Comics, I'm writing their monthly comic book binding column, Shelfbound. And from now until June 5th, I'm auctioning off a different, custom-bound volume of comics from my collection every weekday to benefit the Hero Initiative. Auctions start at $25 and run for three days. Some of the binds up for auction include Alan Moore's Miracle Man, colored Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles graphic novels, and the launch of Milestone Comics, signed and sketched by Dennis Cowan. Follow Multiversity Comics on Twitter and keep checking out the site every day to see what other comics we're pulling out of the long boxes and putting on bookshelves for charity. Maybe your bookshelf. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Welcome back, Rebels and Imperials, to Force Ghost Coast to Coast. My name is Brian. Thank you for joining us, as always. This is a special bonus episode this week. Um, one of the joys of having a Star Wars podcast is getting to talk to Star Wars, getting to talk to Star Wars, my goodness, getting to talk about Star Wars to people in my life who I've talked about Star Wars without a podcast for a very long time. And so I've wanted to do a series of conversations throughout the year just about uh, the rise of Skywalker and sort of the end of the Skywalker saga with the people who helped inform my Star Wars sensibilities, my knowledge, and you know who I had long, late night discussions about Star Wars with for many years. And so, first up is my friend Ed Kelly. Ed and I went to Duquesne University together about twenty years ago, and we've been talking about Star Wars pretty much nonstop ever since. So, uh, enjoy that conversation with Ed, and here we go. I am joined via the magic of Skype by one of my Oldest friends, my college roommate for one year, the first person who ever expressed to me mildly pro Jar Jar Binks opinions, my friend Ed Kelly. That. <laughs> well, well, you said you didn't you didn't hate Jar Jar as much as other people hated Jar Jar. Was what you said? Okay, All right. and Fair so uh, I, I said mildly pro Jar Jar. So it's Ed Kelly uh, from calling to me from the the Pacific Northwest. Ed, um, you and I have been talking about Star Wars for. Gosh, almost 20 years now. Um, And, uh, you know, we haven't hung out, I don't think, since The Force Awakens came out. So real brief, before we get into The Rise of Skywalker, what were your thoughts on The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi? Uh, Force Awakens, I was fine with. It was a J.J. Abrams movie. So the cast was great. Uh, The story was lacking. I mean, it was just a retread of everything that we've ever seen before. Uh, it, it, there's a line in Force Awakens that I'm going to come back to with Rise of Skywalker also, but I, I think it's, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? The guy that's in every J.J. Abrams movie. Greg Grumberg. Greg Grumberg. What's his character's name, though? Uh, uh, Snap, Snap Wexley. Wexley. Poor Snap Wexley. Yeah, poor. Um, <laughs> fun says, fact, fun fact, in the novels, Snap Wexley's mom marries Wedge Antilles. And so Wedge gets to show up right as soon as his stepson eats it in the uh, Rise of Skywalker. So, um, Anyway, go ahead. That, Snap it, says. It, it, yeah, in Force Awakens, whenever he's like, uh, it's like a, a super Death Star. All right. So do you remember that part? It's just like, of course, yes. 
like there's the Death Star, and then it zooms out like, whoa, look at this thing, and the magic laser that can just spread apart and whatever. But okay, so Force Awakens I thought was fine. It was a good stepping stone. I was ready to see where they were going. Uh, Last Jedi, I love Last Jedi. I Me think it's too. Easily, easily the best of the uh, sequels. Uh, probably my on a good day, I'd say it's my favorite, but it's probably in the top three. Um, Rise of Skywalker is my least favorite Star Wars movie ever. Wow. Uh, I, I know you had said that when you called into the show. Um, yeah. I, I still think Attack of the Clones is way worse, but I, I'm interested to hear why you think it's it's your least sure. favorite. By, by most metrics, Rise of Skywalker is easily better than the prequels, right? It's not doesn't look terrible. The acting isn't terrible. Uh, but um, <laughs> our, our listeners are used to kids being part of the show. So don't worry. Um, the uh, moment that Rise of Skywalker lost me, though, was easily the second sentence of the opening crawl. Which was? Uh, I mean, I, I have only seen this movie once. I have no desire to come back to it again. But it's basically... Palpatine's back. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, bringing back Palpatine, I, I think that there are. I mean, did you ever read any of the old Star Wars novels? I didn't. My brother had all of them, so I definitely like absorbed some of it, but I never sat down and read a lot of them. Sure. I mean, there were a lot of things about like um, about uh, Palpatine being cloned or sure. things like that. So I feel like there are ways they could have brought him back. That would have been less, just blatantly, uh, n- not giving you any information as to how it happened, yeah. uh, or or that could have been you know somewhat tying into things that people maybe have positive memories of the older older novels you know but there was mm-hmm. none of that, um, no. you know it's, yeah, I, I went into the movie completely blind I saw the trailer so I knew that Palpatine was going to be back some way and I just in my mind I was like ah oh, it's going to be like a voice recording or something it's going to be a hologram. And as soon as they said he's back, I was like, I'm done. I'm out. There were a few of those moments for me. But, you know, it's so when I saw The Phantom Menace the first time, I was it was a combination of being so happy that Star Wars was back and also Mm -hmm. wanting to convince myself that it was good, that I didn't. I didn't let the severity of the shit (laughs) sink in until, you know, later. I think right. kind of the opposite happened with this, that I was so high. I, I I think I like The Force Awakens more than you do. I don't think it's great, but I think I think the parts of The Force Awakens with the new characters were all pretty strong. Yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, definitely. The characters are great. I love the actors. Um, it's just the story is... Uh, yeah, I mean, the story is definitely a bit of a retread in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> and The Last Jedi is, I mean, I will say it's my second favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, pretty much hands down behind Empire. I love The Last Jedi. And yeah. I think that J.J. Abrams, what he's good at is sort of making uh, like films for the masses. And I thought, okay, well, after The Last Jedi, they're going to have to pull back some of the sort of more um, controversial ideas that were brought in, even though I, I don't find them controversial, but you understand what I'm saying. Right. I didn't realize that he would just throw everything out that mm-hmm. was in the Last Jedi. I mean, it, there there were really like precious few things that are in the Rise of Skywalker that had anything to do with the Last Jedi. 
Somebody right. somebody mentions doing a Holdo move. Uh, I, believe right. that, I believe that's Dominic Monaghan from Lost, who was given uh, nothing to do. Say, it could never work. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, and then we see there's a character, the character that has the same sex kiss at the end of the film. She yeah. was introduced in The Last Jedi. Yeah. And pretty much aside from that, there's nothing in The Last Jedi that shows up in The, in the Rise of Skywalker. And just the way it, that they shuttle uh, uh, or shuffle uh, Rose off to the side to do nothing. Yes. The entire time. Yes. They even go so far as to give Finn like another maybe romantic partner. Right. For no real reason. Um, yeah. It, I just couldn't even tell you that character's name. I've seen it three times and I can't either. <laughs> uh, I saw it. We went to a press screening for the review of it. And then I promised Amelia I would take her. And then my friend Kenny, I've seen every Star Wars movie with so far. And so when he came to town, I had to go see it with him. But um, yeah, I and, went. Uh, I went to a midnight showing. Well, not midnight, like ten o'clock, whatever. Uh-huh. And I promised my daughter that I would take her. And the next morning, I said, "Nah, it was terrible. We're not going again." <laughs> <laughs> so we went to go see something else instead. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I do think that there were pieces of the film that could have worked if they were surrounded by other things. Um, Like particularly, I thought that I think that the scene at the end where Ray is hearing the voices of the Jedi masters past, Mm -hmm. like that's a perfectly good star Wars scene. There's, there's lots of precedent for stuff like that. And I, I, I love rebels and the clone wars. And so hearing those voices, I think was really cool. Uh, you know, Ewan McGregor getting in there, you know, all that stuff is good, right? All I, I I'm a fan of that. I yeah. think that establishing, um, establishing Poe Dameron as as sort of like the leader of the resistance is fine. I don't know how that was handled, really. If it, that was great, but a question about him. Sure. It, my understanding from all the books that came out after Force Awakens is the story of Poe Dameron is his parents were in the Battle of Endor. Yes. He has grown up in the resistance the entire his entire life, yes. totally loyal to Leia, all that. And then in, introduced in this one is, oh yeah, he was also a drug smuggler for a few years. Yeah, I don't What's know. That? I you know I have read a bunch of the new canon novels. I have read a bunch of the comics. I have no idea where that fits into his storyline. Like J.J. Abrams, he didn't really consult with the story group at all on this, did he? Like, and then they just have to go back after the fact and make this stuff fit in. I I think so. I mean. There are so many things that are just like I, to me, Ray being a Palpatine is a harder sell than when Obi Wan has to backtrack saying that Vader murdered Luke's parents. Yeah, like you know that that whole certain point of view thing is <coughs> uh, it, I mean it's bullshit, but it's it's a it's a more understandable lie mm-hmm. than what we were told here. Right. Um, I also and this is something that I I actually got into a. a I mean, I don't want to say heated because it wasn't really angry, but a pretty uh, serious discussion with, with one of my cousins about this, about sort of the the, the ramping up of the force powers throughout these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I have I had no problem with Luke force projecting himself in right. the Last Jedi, but this whole passing things between Jedi's on different yeah. places. And wasn't it just a throwaway line, too, that Papaltine explained that the two of them together form some sort of powerful 
every once in 900 years bond or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but just, you know, again, I don't really think that that's necessary for the film at all. And that was one of my big gripes. You know, I thought when I was going to watch it the second time that I would like parts of it more or I would dislike parts of it more. But I feel the exact same way about it now than I did after seeing it the uh, the first time. And that's that a lot of the changes that Abrams made, I don't think really made the story easier. Like, I, I can understand there were certain things like with Leia, right? They had to do some gymnastics to get Leia into the film. And while mm -hmm. I might disagree with that decision, I understand why they wanted to do it. <clears throat> Other things that he did, I just don't understand. The The spice running thing is definitely a uh, a thing I don't understand why that was introduced at all. Uh, the implication at the end that... the I think her name is Zari, now that I've said I don't know it. I think that's the character that Finn encounters on Endor. Um, I thought that was... The, no, sorry, uh, you're right. Pose. Zari is Poe's girlfriend. I'm going to look this up. Um, <laughs> it just shows you... I mean, that's one of my problems with, with Rogue One as well, actually, that I feel like it took a very long time. It took Rogue One like five viewings to get me to understand anyone's name in that movie. Yeah. Nobody says I, their names. They were in the end credits, and it, you know Carrie Russell pops up, and I said, Carrie Russell was in this? I don't get them not letting her take off her helmet at all. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I, yeah. I it took me a couple minutes of thinking, like, who was Carrie Russell in this? Uh, man, IMDb is not making this very easy for me. Um, oh, 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 no, no, Jana, Jana, Jana. The the implication that Jana <laughs> might be Lando's daughter. Yeah, and that doesn't really even come across that great in the movie. It also sounds like Lando just wants to <laughs> yeah, just wants like, look up there. So exactly, uh, I, I, I did. I also, I, I have taken to calling it the uh, the Gene Parmesan moment where Lando pulls the mask <laughs> off in the uh, in that Dune buggy thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a lazy way. I just feel like this was, and part of it was that yes, Colin Trevorrow was supposed to direct the movie, mm -hmm. and you know. I know they had to rush to get this finished, but then delay the film six months. Yeah. I just don't get it. Do you know anybody who liked the movie? Um, Like, really liked it? That yeah. I know personally? No, but I know when I was walking out of the screening, they were, and this was like, you know, first reactions, but I heard people talking like, this was easily the best one. Like, what are you watching? I, I don't get it. So many people, of course, were saying it was better than Last Jedi. Of course, those people are. Wrong. But, yes. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, going back at, earlier, I, I mentioned my favorite line from Force Awakens was Snap Wexley. My favorite line in uh, in Rise of Skywalker is a Poe line. Do you, do you maybe know where, what I'm thinking of? Uh, there's a couple. I want to know which one you're talking about. Um, it was Palpatine's back somehow. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> there's our explanation. Yep. Um, and also, like, if you're going to bring Palpatine back... To me, there's only two questions you would ask, which is how did this happen and why did this happen? And they don't answer either of those questions. Yeah. Um, what did you think about Kylo Ren in this film? Well, he, I think uh, Adam Driver is the best part of all three of these movies. Um, I really wish that they didn't redeem him, though. I, you know, it, of course, it just plays right in. This is basically J.J. making... Uh, um, 
the last, not the last Jedi, the Return, uh, Return of the Jedi, of the Jedi yeah. again. <clears throat> so of course he's going to hit that beat, but I, I mean, where he killed the most beloved character. Well, one of the most beloved characters in all of Star Wars, and they redeem him at the end? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's he's basically indirectly responsible for the deaths of all three original trilogy characters. Yeah. Because the attack on that ship is what makes Leia so weak, you know, th- presumably even to this day, that you know. Right. Um, and and then, you know, Luke had to basically empty himself of life <laughs> to do that. Um, yeah, I felt that there were a bunch of things in the movie that, felt like cheap versions of things we've seen before. Like, did you watch Star Wars Rebels? Part, uh, most of it. Yeah. Okay. So do you remember the character, uh, I'm going to blank on his name now, the the Imperial who joins them eventually? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That felt like the Hux part from this. Uh, <clears throat> where it's just like, I'm the spy. Like, you know, <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. Um, you They wasted Maz Kanata again in this. Um, they wasted... Dominic, uh, Dominic, I forget his name, Monaghan, uh, Mary slash, uh, Charlie from Lost, uh, they wasted, anyway, that should have been Rose, right? Every part, everything that he says Rose could have had. Absolutely. Not a lot. Right. Deserves, but yeah. Um, I, I will say, uh, the emotionally, the moment that worked best for me was actually Chewbacca freaking out when he found out that Leia that Leia died. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that that was a very good reaction for him to have in terms of like from a storytelling beat. But him getting that medal at the end is one of the dumbest things in any Star Wars movie. Oh, absolutely. And plus, I think they already established what happened to his medal in the comics. Am I, am I correct in, in this? Well, he didn't. He didn't get a medal in the, in the first movie. Right, but I think in the comics they already explained that. Oh, did they? Uh, they did. It was just. Oh uh, yes, isn't it like that? Wookies don't accept trophies, essentially. Something like that. Yeah. I, I, he, he gave, no, he gave it away to like um, uh, a kid somewhere. I forget why. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, I, was, I remember seeing a joke on Twitter that basically Wookies are like Jehovah's Witnesses and they don't celebrate things, and so he, <laughs> could, he couldn't have a uh, he couldn't have a uh, a medal for that reason. Um, did you see any? You know how they always have the uh, the guidebooks that come out after the movies. Sure, yeah, yeah. Did you see the one that was uh, an explanation next to Chewbacca about how he uh, is loyal to his friends, but he doesn't take sides in conflicts? The fuck is that? <laughs> These did... people enslaved his entire planet, killed his friends. He has a side. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you make him the pacifist character? I don't know. He rips people's arms off for losing at video chess, essentially. <laughs> oh man, yeah. This is a mess. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, real, a couple yeah. things that I like. I'll, I'll, I'll let's be a little positive here. Um, Babu Frick. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I actually like the one planet that they went to where there was that celebration going on. I wish we could have stayed there for a little while. That did feel a little. Uh... A little like stereotypically Middle Eastern at parts. Uh, I mean, uh, racial stereotypes is a Star Wars, uh, you know. Oh, of course, that, that's a thing. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, what else did you like? That might be it. <laughs> uh, so so I, 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 I think that uh, Revenge of the Sith is the best prequel. Would you agree with that? I would not. Oh. I actually 
Phantom Menace is the best prequel. Okay, interesting. Very interesting. Okay, but okay, I, I will say this. I think that Revenge of the Sith, even if it's not your favorite one, I think it does its best to leave everything to put all the pieces into the place they need to be for the next, for the original trilogy, right? It sort of, yeah. it sets the deck for that movie. Mm-hmm. And I think Return of the Jedi, for as many problems as I have with Return of the Jedi, I think it, it sets up the future in a nice way. Like, you see Lando's part of the Rebellion now, and the Empire has fallen, and Leia and Han are together, and Luke is seeing the Force ghosts, and you get this sort of sense of just, like, this is where everything's going forward now. I don't know if this if this did enough to set up the next generation of stories. No, because, I mean, he did just basically did a hard reset where Han was back to where he was before, in the you know, in uh, A New Hope. Uh-huh. Uh, just being a smuggler with Chewbacca. And um, <sighs> these movies are... I, I really, you know, Last Jedi is so good. But I really think that the other two have just and, – and Force Awakens isn't bad, but I really have no desire to watch any of these three movies ever again. Wow. As far as I'm concerned, Return of the Jedi, I can just stop there. I'm uh, good. Are you a Rogue One guy? I do. I like Rogue One. Um, you know, it's kind of pointless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, did, you uh, watch, did you watch The Mandalorian? Uh, no, I have not. You should. It's very good. Yeah, I'd like to see that. It's it, it's definitely worth watching. I'll, I'll say that. Um, and I, so I guess the question I'm really interested in in your take on is, what do you think Star Wars is going to look like ten years from now? Will we be getting more movies with these characters? Are they going to be doing? We know they're going to be doing at least a couple of movies with all new characters set either in the future or in the past or farther away than we've seen in the in the <clears throat> so far. But do you do you think we're going to be seeing more of these type of films with these characters in the not too distant future? No, I, I hope not. I, I'm I don't want to see any of these characters again. I hope they get move far away and just get us out of the whole Empire era of that universe. Um, I'd like to see a future where maybe the Jedi have come back a little bit. Uh, I guess that's kind of what I was hoping for with this sequel trilogy anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, the past would be fine, but I really just want them to move forward and start making some new things. They, they have this entire universe of possibilities, and we've really only focused on the same dozen characters for 12 movies. Yeah. Or, not ten movies. <laughs> Would you be interested in seeing, whether on film or a television series or a comic or a book? Do you want to see more stories with the sort of core characters here? No. Uh, well, like uh, comics, I I think comics would be interesting. That's really where Star Wars is. I think for me has been shining for the past. Uh, well, since Marvel took it over, mm-hmm. um, Doctor Afra. Have you read any of that? I'm actually about to start a read through of the whole series because there's a new there's a new volume starting soon. So I have I not think, read it. I want to read it soon. You know, she's. She, I feel like she's the uh, uh, Miles Morales of Star Wars. Easily the best character that's come around in the past. <laughs> uh, you know, fifteen years, well, five years, probably just for her. But um, mm. 
I would like to, I'd see like a Disney Plus spinoff show, just her and her two murder droids. That'd be great. <laughs> see, to me, Star Wars has been about the novels for a long time for me. And so I am, I am hopeful that we'll be seeing more stories with these characters. I'm just afraid that they're not going to let these three, like Ray, Finn, and Poe, they're not going to let them do anything in any media because they want to give whoever's going to make the episode 10 movie in 15 years, you know, they want to give them carte blanche to do whatever they want to do. And so I, I have a feeling we're going to see these characters just doing very little for the near future. And I think that all of them are in positions where there might be interesting stories. Like you said, you know, Ray bringing back the Jedi, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if I think Finn and Poe are, are, are less interesting in where the story leaves them off, but they're both compelling characters. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, I know these are, you know, kids movies and star wars has never gotten all that deep but i really wish they had dipped a little bit into uh finn's you know ongoing issues with being a child soldier (laughs) they (laughs) never really touch on that he's pretty happy-go-lucky and in force awakens he just wants to get a girlfriend yep like i don't know i feel like if you were kidnapped and forced to you know (laughs) train with your murder cult you might have some issues that would be interesting in exploring yeah, and I think that there's also um, there are a lot of interesting stories to be told about sort of taking a rebellion into a republic, which there are some novels that do that in between the when the first republic falls, rather than the first empire falls, and so I I could see Poe Dameron becoming like essentially a propaganda hero, the Uncle Sam of. Mm-hmm of a new government. That could be an interesting story to tell. There, there mm-hmm. is stuff to do out there. I just don't know what they're going to do. Um, so we'll um, see. Okay. So I have a few more questions about rise of Skywalker. Go Things that don't make any sense. And maybe, maybe there's answers out there. Uh, so, you know, they're going on their many quests to find artifacts and they get that ancient Sith dagger. Yes. Okay. Why does it match up to a crash spaceship from 30 years ago? <laughs> yep. No answer. <laughs> no, and, and also, uh, <laughs> as my co-host Matt pointed out, you know, there's a it's in the throne room, which is of course where it would be. <laughs> so if you like, if 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 this dagger said like the Death Star somehow, <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't look in the like supply closet. You would go to the throne room, wouldn't you? <laughs> so yeah, totally dumb. That is to me, that might be the worst storytelling in the whole movie. That MacGuffin. I really, I really wanted uh, uh, like a Ghost of Yoda or something to show up at one point also and be like, two there always are. A master, apprentice, and their arena of 30,000 followers. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, next question. Hit me. Uh, oh, gosh. What was the other one here? Um, dagger. Now I'm blanking on what my other question was. All right. Um that so real quick uh you're you're the first person that i know to uh to do this on the reg after every star wars movie you usually tweet out your current rankings mm-hmm. so do you do you know pretty much offhand your current rankings yeah um so start at the okay. bottom and go to the top <clears throat> Ooh, bottom to top all right well uh 
that would be uh, Rise of Skywalker's the worst. Then um, clone or um, Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. uh, Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace, uh, Solo, Force Awakens. I got. <laughs> I never. I don't usually do it backwards. Hold <laughs> on. Um, then I would say, I said Force Awakens, uh, Rogue One, Return of the Jedi, New Hope, Last Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. Okay, interesting. I have Return I of the Jedi much lower. You had what's that? I have Return of the Jedi much lower. Oh yeah. Uh, uh yeah. I, I, I'm sure a lot of this is nostalgia. Just for me, like I don't mind the Ewoks, although I did mind them showing up in <laughs> uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, the one thing I'll say about the jet, the the Ewoks, is that at least they got Warwick Davis to play the Ewok. Yeah, and it was his son with him. Oh, I didn't know that. That's nice. Yeah, so uh, you know, Return of the Jedi is a little bit lower for me, if only because I think Harrison Ford is so checked out during it. You get to see him not really caring about anything. Um, but that's okay. Um, yeah, any any sort of closing thoughts on uh, on The Rise of Skywalker? Um, I hope I never have to see it again. <laughs> would, you, would you be open in like five years to watching the three films again? Yeah, for, yeah. I, I mean, of course I would. You know, I yeah, I have a lot of bluster here out of me, but I, you know, I, of course I'd watch it again. I mean, because I think it would be very interesting to to sort of after all the emotions have gone away. Because I, I I rewatched the prequels a few times in the last decade, mm-hmm. and I feel like each time I watch the prequels again, I have less emotion attached to them. Sure, and they've gotten, if not better. I sort of understand a lot of it more. And, and I will tried. say... Was that? Go ahead. Uh, I've tried watching them again, and I can make it through Phantom Menace, no problem. The other two, I just I just feel so bad for everybody. That <laughs> I just I can't do it. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Um, I guess the only reason I put those higher... And obviously, Rise of Skywalker is going to be way easier to watch than those. Um, it just that I at least knew that George Lucas had some sort of vision of what he was going for. And I can appreciate that. And rise of Skywalker is just a bunch of nothing. Well, that is, that is one of my major points. I'm glad you brought that up is I feel like you may not like what Lucas was trying to do, but there Mm -hmm. seemed to be a real plan for what he was trying to do. And I I don't feel like this movie had a plan whatsoever. The entire, it's crazy that, they could make this huge um, multi-billion dollar deal and then not have any kind of plan for what they're doing with these movies. Because it was from, throughout the entire trilogy, didn't really seem like there was any kind of direction. I mean, right. Ryan uh, Johnson tried to do something interesting, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I keep thinking about this as just, like, really shitty improv, where, where, where nobody was saying yes and to each other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they just agreed like all right well you know each person's gonna take take a film and then we're gonna have to kind of deal with what comes after that i think that's okay i i think that there's there's no harm in 
in making films that are that are that directly respond to this film before it. Like that, that that's what sequels are supposed to do. But each one, even Ryan Johnson to a certain degree, did his own thing in his movie and didn't didn't respond as much to what happened in the film before it. I think Johnson did it the least. Mm-hmm. And I think that Johnson <clears throat> the Johnson's work is just the best work. Yeah. And so that goes a long way. Anyway, uh do you want people to follow you on Twitter or do you not care? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's mostly just going to be pictures of board games that I'm playing. And uh, uh, so, sure, they can follow me on Twitter. What's my Twitter name? I have no idea. At Ed Kell, E-D-D-K-E-L, I think. Yep. I believe that is correct. <laughs> so follow Ed on Twitter. And uh, the next time there's a uh, – the next time one of us is in the other one's uh, time zone, we have to get together and uh, do this over a beer and a board game. And, and we'll talk about how the movie I saw the following night was so much better. Everybody should go watch Cats. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Hello, we're the hosts of the Multiversity Manga Club podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Zach. And I'm Walter. Each month, we pick a manga to read and discuss among ourselves. Past books include Monster, A Silent Voice, and Pokemon Adventures. We also look back on the past month's installments of Weekly Shonen Jump, discussing the highs and lows from the Viz Anthology. We've even discussed notable manga adaptations, like Netflix's Death Note. At the end of each episode, we announce next month's book club pick, so you can read along with us. We're always open to suggestions for future books as well. So join us on the first Friday of every month on MultiversityComics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Well, folks, thank you for listening to that conversation. Uh, again, follow Ed on Twitter at E-D-D-K-E-L. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian is an app. You can follow the show on Twitter at ForceGoesC2C. Check us out every other Friday on MultiversityComics.com. Let me rephrase that. Check us out on the second and fourth Fridays. Sometimes there's a fifth Friday that throws things off. But the second and fourth Fridays, we are at MultiversityComics.com. We have an episode coming up about... Uh, a novel we have another episode about the clone wars we have a, a music episode or a second music episode coming up so there's lots of good stuff coming up your way from force ghost coast to coast and so hope you enjoyed the bonus episode and remember until next time the force will